You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR. Today is Monday the 20th of November. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're proud to acknowledge the Yurundjeri people, the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a show about... Bicycles, cycling, urban mobility, micro-mobility, getting around without a combustion engine, and lots of things in between. On today's show, I'm going to be chatting to Anthony from Crowdspot slash Bikespot, and we're going to be chatting about the latest national program for information correlation and feedback and some amazing news that uh, Anthony's got about what's happening with that new bike spot program now you might remember a fortnight ago i had harrison on the uh on the show talking about a bike lane for johnson street now look there's actually some painted on bike lanes there but what we were talking about was curbside protected lanes now to extrapolate further from that within 24 hours of that interview it was decided that there would be for uh, November the 24th, a critical mass ride uh, starting down at uh, the State Library, 5.30 this Friday, the 24th of November. And we're going out to the Inner North and we're going along Johnson Street. So if you ever felt a little bit, uh, you know, I want to do this, but I want to do it with uh, the safety of numbers, here you go. Now, we're going to be doing, uh, there's going to be a pickup, I think, at Melbourne Uni. And also, the ride conclusion will be at Embra Gardens. And you're probably thinking, hmm, all this sounds a bit familiar. Well, uh, November 24th, it's 28 years to the day since the first critical mass happened in Melbourne. And uh, it's also, as you've probably deduced, the birthday ride as well. So, 28th birthday, happy birthday, critical mass. We're now into our late 20s. Some of us who were around in the early days are starting to feel uh, quite old, <laughs> but it will nevertheless we persist. Now, Anthony, you want to have a few words about what you've been up to of late? Good to be here. I was just looking at the bike spot map locations on my ride this morning, but that's, I mean, a bit of background. We launched the Bike Spot 2023 project last month, 19th, or 19th of October. October, sorry, November. No, October. Okay, yeah, just over a month. Just over a month ago. Yeah. And we launched it across the country. We launched in Canberra because the federal government gave us, or gave the Amy Gillett Foundation $6 million for their safe cycling program. Ooh, okay. And so they're doing a lot of work in the education space and mapping and data. And we're working with them on Bikespot 2023, and that's allowed us to expand the map nationally so that every Australian can 
mark on the interactive bike spot map where they feel safe and unsafe. We run the project in 2016, that was just in Metro Melbourne. Then we ran it in 2020 with the Amy Gillard Foundation, that was whole of state Victoria. And we're running it now and we're collecting data and engaging communities until the end of Jan. And then we're going to be producing some reports and making the data publicly available. And so what, what does that look like? It, we'll be identifying what are the top unsafe locations and cycling corridors in each state or capital city and also the safe places as well to help validate what good things are happening and the improvements that are being made across cities and regional areas. And glad to say that we've just, well, just about to, if we haven't already hit 20,000 submissions across the country. So that's data points on the map and then supports and comments within those data points on the map. And that's why that's how we're able to sort of identify what are the priority locations and make that visible through working with the media and through reporting and making the data publicly available. That's the thing, we've gone from having uh, physical counts, and I know Bicycle Network are still doing their physical counts, but now to uh, kind of, it gives validation to what people may be thinking or feeling, experiencing, and also the infrastructure that's been put in. Because I think there's something, we were discussing in the intro, we were just having a bit of a thing before the show, where I think people have forgotten how to, or they've allowed themselves to be bow-beaten of uh, how things can be better. So you were saying you, you've got a little bit of criticism about the bike spot thing of like, oh, what's it going to possibly do? Well, I think that <clears> kind of plays into people who've uh, uh, allowed themselves to kind of like, oh, I'm... You know, I don't know. I don't think good things are possible anymore. Actually, they are. I think, well, not think. I know from watching in this space for a long time. The last five years have been incredible. Okay, you've take we've taken a lot of setbacks, but the 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 com the level of the conversation's held a lot better. And this is where data points, like what you've said, mm. you just said twenty thousand. Yeah, that's right. And, wow. And, and what we know that from off the back of the twenty twenty project, we know that bike spot data is a continuous reference point for for planners and state government and local government planners where we have an interactive map like a read-only version of the 2020 data and it's it's a reference point for how people feel when riding at locations and we know that planners look at crash statistics historical crashes they look at volume data that's sort of that bike network um, counting and it's an it's a really important aspect you know so the human experience added to the mix because it tells a different story from crash stats and there are communities out there that haven't seen improvements in their local area mm. and, and have advocated for it before. But I don't think we couldn't stop trying. We have to keep... We have to keep going because uh, something to actually bring into the, that this discussion, a very broad and free-ranging discussion that it is, it's very asymmetrical. Mm. And that is part of the problem of why, you know, like... Uh, I want a separated curbside lane here and you get this bizarre thing of where the council have to deliver. You get all these other, uh, what I regard as third party or even people who don't even live in the area or media start freeloading on an issue, which has actually got nothing to do with them. And uh, stuff like what you're doing with your project actually kind of brings the element into this spot here needs to be worked upon. We need uh, 
you know, improvements here. And it's something I, I mentioned on my previous mm. show a fortnight ago, and it's been shown up in the last week or so, is that there's going to be a slow up for you know, some of the really big infrastructure projects because simply, you know, money's not there. Bang for buck, active transport, what we're we talking, tens, hundreds, ones, tens of millions. We're not talking billions for you know, huge no. projects. So there should be a refocus towards a human-centred uh, transport. Yeah, and we've, we've seen lots of improvements. The pandemic had its own push yep. you know, for pop-up, you know, pop which maybe we can stop calling them pop-up now because we want them to stay. But St Kilda Road, you know, St Kilda Road was in the top 10 most unsafe cycling corridors from 2020 and it's it's received a lot of improvements and there might be still some little niggly issues with those improvements. There is some stuff that still needs to be done but hey, a case in point, something did happen and it's been worked upon. Yeah, that's right and what we'll be doing in the next couple of weeks is highlighting those changes. So we're going to be releasing some interim results in two weeks time. I'm actually, we're going to push this, you know, 20,000 submissions today but I'll be doing some analysis and identifying what it before you know, in the next two weeks, what are the top unsafe locations in each state or territory? And we can see, well, what's changed over time? Is Johnson Street still in the top 10 most unsafe, which I imagine it would be pretty close to? But what's in Kilda Road showing now after the fact it's got some separate or dedicated cycleways? So it'll be really interesting. And the fact that things don't change, and that's another point to highlight, which is really important for the advocacy and, and continuing to push for improvements. Mm. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back a bit more about Bike Spot and how you can help out. What's taking place in Palestine is horrendous. The people of Gaza who have survived ethnic cleansing, three wars and a 16-year siege are now facing the biggest attacks ever mounted against them. This will only stop if governments like ours demand that it stop. Here are some ways that you can keep yourself informed and involved. Listen in to Palestine Remembered every Saturday morning at 9.30am or listen to the podcast. Join the APAN mailing list at apan.org.au for updates, news about actions you can get involved in and where you can donate to provide humanitarian assistance. Listen to other news and current affairs programs on 3CR that also cover Palestine. The oppression of the Palestinian people has been going on for 75 years. It has to stop. You can be part of making that happen by staying informed and active. APAN is a proud supporter of 3CR. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. And I have Anthony from Bike Spot. Or was it? No, actually, actually, is it Crowdspot with Bike Spot as the sub project? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, yeah, I started Crowdspot back in 2012, and and Bike Spot was born. Well, the original idea for Crowdspot was around cycling infra- uh, infrastructure improvements and advocacy, but we launched Bike Spot first in 2016. So yeah, intro wise, you can call me Crowdspot slash Bike Spot or. Oh no, we're talking bike spot today, so just yeah. Be bike but I'll just say so people can kind of focus on what yeah, because you've done other projects as well. Yeah, we we work on obviously cycling safety with bike spot and other local council um, areas, but also women's safety. We're doing a project out in near Warrnambool in the southwest of the state around ko- you know koala sighting and mapping with Mosswood Wildlife, and we do all sorts of different projects. But this is where my passion is um, in cycling safety and improving. You know, and we know that. 
the biggest barrier to more people jumping on their bike is concerns around cycling safety. So if we can, bike spot is around capturing the the knowledge of those that already ride yep. and understanding where they feel safe and where they don't feel safe riding. So infrastructure improvements can be prioritised because we we mentioned a little bit about what you know the origins of bike spot and. I had my time as the ride to work coordinator at Bicycle Victoria ah. at the time, back in the days when Kendall Evans won his Tour de France and it was a big sweep. So I noticed then that improvements for cycling infrastructure weren't happening where people wanted them or needed it. And I thought, what if we did have this interactive map where people, the existing rider group, can mark on a map where they feel safe or unsafe and then people can vote and comment on that. And but maybe like, naively thinking so we can get a priority list and feed that into infrastructure improvements based on where the community and the people want it. So that was really the thinking there and in 2016 partnered up with the squeaky wheel at the time and Pip, Pip's crew. Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah. And yeah, they they were able to secure a TAC community road safety grant for that project and uh, we got that up and running and we had 10 or 12 local councils come on as partners and we they um they didn't exist a couple years after that unfortunately so we teamed up with the Amy Gillett Foundation for 2020 and again now for 2023 so it's and it's just kept on improving and expanding and we're looking to do more and it's exciting yeah because you have to look at it in terms of the asymmetrical stuff I mentioned before the break now I just want to it's a bit of a negative jarring bit but it's it's a positive and a thing where we see this interplay going out which is over the last five to six years, City of Yarra have been looking at, they've been doing trials for 30 kilometre mm. certain areas. You know, the first bit was a block up in uh, Fitzroy North. And I remember um, having interviews for people think, uh, at that time with that project in 2018, um, Thanks for 30. Mm. I've also subsequently um, talked to people like Lena Hutter, who's you know, 30 please in New South Wales, and she does, she does a power of work up there in New South Wales. Now, Okay, City of Yarra voted to put get this through for two suburbs. Uh, the last uh, Yarra Council meeting for, uh, and this is for Fitzroy and Collingwood. Now, if you if you live in the area or you go through the area, you very rarely see anyone go over thirty k per hour, mm. if at all. If and it's only on the you know the bigger arterial roads, you you, know, you have faster speeds. Okay, and it's still still up to state uh, government to you know let this go through, you know because. Unfortunately, uh, Department of Transport seemed to get really nervous about stuff, and I've seen that kind of played out with the so-called pop-up lines. What, where I'm kind of going with this is uh, the Chief Commissioner of Victoria Police going, oh, I'm not for this, it's ridiculous, all the rest of it. And I was just wondering the framing of that. Does he kind of like live somewhere where, you know, uh, you know, you don't have 30 kilometres? Okay, obviously he doesn't live in the inner suburbs, but... What I was seeing that as is someone who's playing to the public and not actually doing their role as pushing for better safety. Mm. I thought it was pretty weird um, considering, you know, looking at the TAC sets or even just listening to the news. The Okay, this has got nothing to do with 30 kilometres because it speeds way above that of the multi fatalities we've had in the last 12 months. Yeah, because, you know, the, the stuff you see on the news is just mm. horrifying. Mm. Wouldn't you think that Victoria welcoming any move to calm down our streets and roads and regional areas, which is you know, where these yeah. things are happening. I just thought that from uh, from the uh, Chief Commissioner of, like, it was pretty poorly framed. Yeah, and I, when I listened to it, I couldn't really believe it because why wouldn't a police commissioner want to 
20 where you could when you add an unsafe spot to the map you can give a level of your stress rating mm. and the speed related unsafe spots receive the average highest stress rating so cars p passing at speed is really stressful and it will keep people from you know jumping on the bike if it's if it's so i just i didn't quite understand it yeah maybe it was appealing to the people that like to to travel faster by car but i i just it's not I just weird i just seem to think that the police or you know uh, the Chief Commissioner's remarks were kind of framed upon placating people. And I think this is how far our road safety stuff's kind of gone out of gone out of sync. They have all this kind of nice top-level stuff. They say, you know, if you look at uh, the police you know, safety stuff on their website and then you go to TAC and there's all this, you know, um, towards zero and all that. It's all this nice high-end stuff, you know, kind of movement in place and all that stuff off into the state government. But when it comes to actually delivering, there's a lot of... Nice statements, but when it comes to really, like, trying to enforce any type of better behaviour, better infrastructure, uh, we've just let it go. Mm. And speed is one that it's relatively, you know, compared to installing physical infrastructure, it's actually relatively simple to, to change the speed limit with some signage and, oh. and education. And we have seen that in other regions. I know that down yeah. on, you know, Mornington Peninsula Way, they've dropped... Limits from 100 to 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can happen. does happen. The, the thing I find absolutely insane is some of the arguments against, you know, like um, scooters and e-bikes. And okay, they're a new type of mobility and people have issues and a lot of people seem to love them. Uh, oh, must have speed limits. You know, you can't do this, can't do that. Why? Why? When you go check out whatever, what a thing a car can do, you know, zero to 100 within, that actually should be illegal. You really yeah. want to look at that from um, a different framing as in uh, what you do with planes or medical or any other type of safety framing. What we put around cars, a lot of it should be bluntly illegal. It's got nothing to do with free rights. It's the fact that uh, you can kill someone. They, they haven't got any option of coming back from something over 50, 60 kilometres an hour. And why should you be doing that through someone's street? Mm, exactly. So this is getting to where people can um, let decision makers know. And also you're saying it's open source. Oh, where uh, yeah, you feel unsafe, where speed limits should be dropped? Absolutely. When you participate in BikeSpot, you know, if you do go to bikespot.org and open the, the interactive map and you do indicate by dropping an unsafe spot where you feel unsafe, you can identify the the reasons why. You can have a, you know, the main reason and all the other... Obviously, the... There are locations where there are lots. There's lots going on. There's a lot of different factors: speed, narrow bike lane, no bike lane, whatever it might be. You can add that to the map, and it's visible for everyone to see. Mm. And the data will be made public, so you can participate until the end of Jan. At the moment, we're saying 31st of Jan until we close off the map and get stuck into. Well, I do producing a national report and a state-based, state and territory snapshot report, and then we'll then that'll be released in May next year. But yeah, get to bikespot.org and check it out. Yep. Uncover the depths of human connection and power in the new opera by Evan Lawson and Nicole Butcher, The Sea. This visceral exploration of love, lust and the corrupting influence of power in relationships washes over you in this extraordinary collaboration between Forest Collective and BK Opera. The Sea plays from the 7th until the 10th of December at Abbotsford Convent. 
Tickets available from forestcollective.com.au. Forest Collective is a 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. Now, Anthony, how can people get involved and put their feedback into Bike Spot for 2023, 2024, if you're going into January? Yeah, that's true. We had to think about how we name this one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we launched in Bike Spot. We were launched Bike Spot 2023 and 2023. So, and all the, the most of the data will be collected this year. So, we launched October 19th. We launched the website bikespot.org and there you'll be able to see this big button launch the interactive map or launch the map. You can launch the map, type in your address or you know navigate zooming in on your phone. It's it's a web-based app so you don't need to download anything. You don't need to register either. You can remain entirely anonymous but if you provide your email, you'll get up email updates like the one I'll be sending this afternoon around mm. 20,000, us hitting 20,000 submissions. How's your server? Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> It's, do... it's holding up now. Okay, just put out a nice little Chrome job so it doesn't just go, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's kind of a good problem to have. But yeah, anyway, we're, we are, we're doing really well. So get to bikespot.org, launch the map, navigate to your local area, and have a read and look around in your local area. Click on some of the pins there, see what people are saying, click the support button, add a few comments of support if you share those sentiments, and then... You can add your own spot if something's a little bit different or you have a different experience. Think about where you ride, whether it be recreation, whatever purpose, whatever bike you have, it doesn't matter. It's not about lycra riding. It's, not, it's about everyday riding, dropping the kids off at kindergarten, whatever it is. Think about where you go and all the little bits and pieces that, you, you know, you might have 80% of your trip is really comfortable, but where are the little stress points? Go to those locations, add a spot on the map, safe, unsafe, Fill in as much detail as you can. You can even upload a photo. You can do it. For, you don't have to be at the location to make a submission at that location. You know, when you get to the office or back home, jump online, 10 minutes, pan around, have a look at as many submissions as you want because we it's power in numbers. The more submissions we get, the more it tells a powerful story and the data is more, um, it carries weight. So we want these decision makers, when we make the data open and available, and visible, we want them to be making data-driven decisions, and we need more data on the map for that. So it's pretty much bike spot one word dot org. Yep, couldn't make it any simpler. We tried, but no, that was the that was the best. And bike spot dot org is is it? If you Google bike spot, you'll get there. the The interactive map has a has a slightly longer URL, but that's why bike spot dot org is really simple. It's it's easy to get to and launch the map from there. Because mm, I'm just kind of, I'm going to be very didactic here. So it's like to add a new spot, simply follow these steps. Click the, uh, the click the big add a spot button to drag the map to position the marker at your location, which one you've chosen. Three, commit the, uh, complete the form that pops up and press submit. Add as many spots as the map do you like. And four, you can also comment or support other people's spots by clicking the support button. I just hope you've got some type of thing there if it's picking up, accidentally picking up something like some um, IP, just dropping da rubbish data. Can you screen yeah. out that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's right. We've got a few things in place. We have a profanity filter in place if, if there are trolls or people making fun of me or whoever. <laughs> just um, Or if... If there are trolls using, you know, 
we've got different methods, but yeah, we yeah. can tell if there are people using different aliases yeah. and putting in some false information. And yeah. We are moderating the data and sort of, we want it to be really valid and, and purposeful. Well, given the actual detail that it's asking for, it's very hard for a spider or something to go and then just start dropping garbage, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. We've got there are a few required fields there, but you know you don't need to you know you don't need to leave your name anymore. But yeah, mm. it's we have um, had some interesting experiences over the years and mm. at women's safety projects in 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 Canada actually, where we had a, a bot add like ten thousand pins on the map in within a short succession. That was fun. <laughs> Um, but learning yeah, exercise exactly exactly so we, this is actually the biggest uh, in terms of scale the biggest project that we've ever been engaged with to do a whole country is we've done five continents at the same time with um with plan international a women's safety project but this is to do a whole country um we had to do we had to test load limits and um, uh, yeah, data yeah. limits and all that sort of thing before so we you know we want people to try and break it with as many spots as they can yeah so like yeah you would have had the testers go all over this or you're the tester yeah well we, we preloaded <laughs> some some sort of dummy spots with 150,000 data points onto the map we preloaded okay yeah, yeah and you so we gave serious. it a good yeah we gave it a good push and then we had to make some improvements in you know you know we never know we don't know it's the first time it's a national project and so we don't know how this is going to go and we hope mm. this can go on in future years. And you're saying when the results close and you'll be writing a report that this is open source or open data and people can use this from planners to basketball user groups to an individual making a submission. Yeah, so we'll other in addition to producing the sort of the written reporting, we will what we've done in previous years is made like an interactive map for people can pan around and view. They won't be able to no more submissions will be collected, but people can view locations and and submissions on an interactive map, but in addition, we, we want to make the data de identify the data so we remove yes. any individual private, you know, names, emails if people did wish to, to submit that with their with their contribution on the map, but make it available for people to download the data in a table form with geographic reference points so they can. There are data scientists out there, there are urban planners, local council officers that they can all sort of go there and work with the data, integrate it into their systems, use it as a reference point in amongst historical crashes and volume data and other data sources. That sounds fantastic. I'm just trying to look up something, but I can't find it right now. But not forgetting, this Friday, Critical Mass, Johnson Street. Uh, that's going to be 5.30 at the... Uh, my brain's just... State Library. Out. State Library, thank you. And we're going to be riding up to or going along Swanson and then into Johnson and also the pickup will be at Melbourne University. Now they have found it Sunday the 3rd of December e-bike Q&A and it's for Derebin Loves Bikes. Everything you want to know about e-bikes will, will be afraid to ask. And this is going to be Sunday the 3rd of December uh, 1 to 2.30pm at Preston Town Library. So uh, go to Eventbrite and look up the details for that so you can have people, expert panellists and a whole bunch of stuff there. And registration will include a two-minute questionnaire about your experience with e-bikes. So that can kind of tailor a response to you. And bookings are essential and it's free. So I'll put all that into the podcast description. That uh, URL again for Bike Spot, Anthony bikespot.org to launch the interactive bike spot map and add your spots and supports and comments go for it fantastic now 
That's all I've got time for today. Thank you, Anthony, for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yep. And uh, Yarra Bicycle uses group radio. Like every other show on 3CR, we are volunteers. So this station stays on air with the uh, kind donations and subscriptions of all you beautiful listeners. So go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe, donate and or fundraiser option. And uh, I should try and get the podcast up by later today. But if you go to 3cr.org.au forward slash Yarra bug there is the on-demand option okay now i should go and find this isn't that nice up next is shebop followed by laughing at your jokes like an actress so funny pouring up my heart on your mattress like honey yeah i say i'll give you breakfast full tummy tying up my laces kiss your pretty face and not be on my way put it on my shades and give you another wave bye-bye it's getting late do i look too cool do i look too cool on my bicycle on my bicycle yeah i'm sorry 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.